She was shaking. Her whole body was shaking. Every time a little girl twitches, I'm supposed to call out the National Guard. How many people did he kill last year? Have you forgotten? Your own daughter? I don't think... No, of course you don't forget! How could you? But you never looked into his face, did you? You never saw his eyes. You never saw that nothing, no expression, blank. My memory goes back 12 years to the night when I offered. But I'm going to show you, show you something. Look, look, look at this. Look at that. I prayed that he would burn in hell. But in my heart, I knew that hell would not have him. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Flyby Films Spooktacular Spooky Fest. Yeah, you're hearing this. It's Halloween. Hopefully, uh, you've shit your pants already. If you haven't, there's still time. Uh, Yeah, so good luck. Um, I'm here in Chico, California. And sitting across from me in Tulsa, Oklahoma, is my buddy Blake. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, Jameson, I, I I kid you not, I I shit my pants earlier today, and you know what I found in it? <laughs> I was digging through what did it, you find? and I found can oh. I was I found candy corns, like not fully digested candy corns. Blake, that's disgusting. <laughs> um... <laughs> Also, you should probably get that checked out. Also, I don't think I've seen a candy corn this year, which is actually surprising given that we're recording this and we're five days out from actual Halloween. No. Even though it is Halloween for everyone else. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's Halloween in my soul 24-7, but... I feel like that's a t-shirt. Um, i feel like at least a bumper sticker i feel like about 40 percent of everything i say needs to be a a t-shirt that doesn't sell very well yeah (laughs) well i think you've got that last part covered for sure definitely definitely (laughs) (laughs) uh how Blake, how are you doing? Other than uh, fighting candy corns in your shit, um, doing pretty well. Uh, I mean, of course, I need to get you know get checked out because either candy corns are indigestible or I have issues. I mean, that's that is that's just something I've got to I've got to do. I got to take care of that. So, well, yeah. Um, that's definitely a true statement because you do have issues yeah so that part is already fulfilled yeah well yeah for sure um outside of that though um i sucked snot out of my infant's nose earlier today hey same (laughs) i mean i didn't but uh but my wife did and i was trying to work today and she was like waving this vial of snot yep. in my yep. face 
was it the uh the frida the nose frida the frida yeah that's some good shit (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) yeah I, i spray a little bit of saline up his nose just to get it all wet and squishy and then i just suck and he like loses his ever-loving mind, but then he can actually breathe afterwards. So win-win. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think kids like it, but uh, no, they, they f- like it after. They fucking despise it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like having their brain sucked out. I think that's what oh, the equivalent yeah. is. No, so I did that. Yeah. Um, I'm. This is actually a Thursday night, so I'm looking forward to one more day of work. Um, And I'm also looking forward to uh, my wife's friend being here because wife's friends being here means that I get a little bit more leeway in what I do during the weekend because there's an extra set of hands. And so uh, I'm probably going to go see the new Exorcist movie because why the fuck not? David Gordon yeah. Green forever. Yeah, I think this podcast is a David Gordon Green uh, fan cast. I think so. I think so. So I'm going to go see that. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Who knows what else I'll do. That's cool. Maybe get some sleep. I don't know. Whatever. Do you? Are you going to dress up this weekend? For... For Halloween. Well, Halloween's not till next week, though. Yeah, it's Tuesday. This is the weekend before Halloween. This is Halloween observed. No, we don't. We, we don't do that in the South. <laughs> Wait a second. Okay. We fucking go not to get hard on Halloween. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, well, what are you dressing up as on Halloween? Um. I don't think actually anything because we're going to a wedding. So. Wait, you're going to a wedding on Halloween? Yep, because a couple of horror fans in our church are getting married on Halloween. Dude, fuck yes. So I'm all about it. Yeah, they were. I I told them I was I had written about horror for a good 10 years of my life and and they were dropping names of movies i'd never even heard of so like they're next level <sighs> and they're both linguists so oh wow they have their degrees in it blake i feel like you know cool people i uh, no offense against my friends but well like... so so i kid you not i i i, I think it's either if you, depending on what your religious background is, it's either luck or divine providence. Uh, but uh, the other day, this is the kind of shit that happens to me. The other day I was at a brewery in Tulsa having a beer mm-hmm. because uh, my wife was in was with the in-laws, with Shameless and mm-hmm. Nugget, as we call them. Um, and I had the night free pretty much except for recording for another podcast. Sorry, Jameson. Speaking of, uh, I'm going to put in a, a, a nice little 
nice little uh, cut for that uh it's it's already out so if you want to listen to the fear of god's discussion on scream six i watched scream five and six because i hadn't seen either one of them and uh i was on that podcast so the fear of god scream six should be this last week's episode if you want to listen to this sexy voice talk about perfectly serviceable sequel <laughs> scream <laughs> scream six was the one that came out this year yeah. right yep okay um no it's but good guys nathan and reed uh definitely should uh listen to their podcast some good stuff over there um and we get mentioned this this podcast gets mentioned on that episode as well so uh uh, hopefully our our stats go up not that we check them all that often but nonetheless <clears throat> i was recording that night so i was like okay i'm gonna grab a beer you know i've got a friend who works at a brewery I, I checked to see if he was still at one of the breweries that he is the head brewer for uh, and he had already gone home so i was like all right i'm gonna go to my favorite one so i'm sitting there i finish my beer and this guy walks up and he's just paying out and he's holding a copy of house of leaves do you know anything about house of leaves i know about house of leaves. so i do too I, i'm gonna be reading it here before too long in my other book club if i ever get to that point i may have to quit that one too <laughs> the reason why i haven't quit that one yet is because i chose the book we're reading right now <laughs> So, um, but that, that, that is, would be a power move. That is on the short list of books we're going to be reading. Anyways, I'm like, I start talking to the guy and, uh, I tell him that we were reading Wendell Berry in the book club that you and I are in. And he was like, Wendell sure. Berry, have you heard of this guy named Walker Percy? And I'm like, <laughs> dude, he's my guy. And he's like, what's your favorite Walker Percy book? I was like, The Second Coming. He's like, no one ever says The Second Coming. And I was like, okay, I'm sorry. Like, this is, I know this is weird normally, but I have to get your digits, man. Because just randomly finding a guy who likes Walker Percy as much as I do. I mean, that's just a once in a lifetime. So I get his number and we text throughout the night. Turns out he's a horror fan. And he writes on horror. <laughs> I was like, who the f*** is this? And I told him about our podcast, so he's probably listening to this right now. Um, Oof. Apologies. Which, yeah, apologies. And, uh, yeah, so my wife now says that we're... Uh, I'm texting my boyfriend whenever Ooh. I'm texting him. We're supposed to grab a beer at some point, but... Anyways, that's the that's the kind of stuff that happens to me. I randomly find people that just like we click. <clears throat> so, and now you're Twitter pated. I'm Twitter pated. What do you mean? What's that? That's from Bambi. Don't you remember that? Ah, uh, Bambi. Tw Twitter pated. It's when all of the animals fall in love. I have no idea. Which we're talking about. Oh, yeah. They, um, this so was, like, this was like a... in the original Bambi. Yes. In Holy the original God. Bambi, they talk about being Twitter painted. It has nothing to do with 
Twitter the only thing, or anything like that. The only like thing that. I remember about Bambi is his mom getting gunned down. Yeah, this is like in a happy scene in that movie because everybody, all the animals are falling in love. Their hormones are kicking in. It's that season of, uh, of the animal witch. lust. Oh, yes, sorry. Season of the witch. Okay. I was trying to guess. I was trying to do the whole like, you know, guess the words you're going to say. And I failed. It's, sorry. Yeah. And uh, I think I think Thumper and Bambi are like holdouts and they're like, we're never going to get Twitter pated. Everybody else is Twitter pated. And then uh, then they slowly get picked off by uh, their respective mates. Oh, I thought you were about to say gone. I was like, I don't remember that part. <laughs> uh, guns because of Cupid. I don't know if you know this, Jameson, but whenever you say picked off, it usually means gunned down. Just saying. Uh, well, if that's how you feel about love, Blake... Then, uh, well, my wife definitely gunned me down. Hmm. So. Look at that. Yeah. Shot through the heart, but you're... Oh. See what I did there? Is that Bon Jovi? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See what I did there, though? Like, I tied them together. Yeah. With a cultural reference. Good uh, job. Normally, it's not relevant. I'm not sure Bon Jovi ever actually was relevant, but he was a thing. He has some catchy songs. I mean, give the guy some credit. Were they good? Did he do no. dead, dead or Alive? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably my favorite Bon Jovi. Living on a Prayer? Oh, that no, that's my favorite Bon Jovi. Yeah. Classy. Classy yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, Jameson, what are you going to wear this weekend since your state apparently does Halloween on the wrong night? We, uh, (laughs) Blake, why do you have balloons? I have no idea what that. (laughs) Trying to get to. Oh, what the? I have no idea what's what's going on right now. Apparently, I'm making bunny ears. And uh, that causes. That's <laughs> so, so weird. Uh, I'm gonna ex- I'm gonna explain this because the the listeners are very out of the loop. But Blake and I are are connecting via Skype. Uh, whatever Skype is, um, and he Blake is trying to do weird hand motions. He's doing bunny ears, and then balloons are are flying on his screen apparently and, got tired of me doing actually it. yeah and then before it got tired of him doing it uh confetti fell from the sky yeah uh so we're just trying to figure that out um if anybody knows anything about this feel free to email us because that's or that's leave cool. a voice we would like to because to be honest like that's my dream for this podcast is that we get a bunch of listeners who just like leave us pointless voicemails that we can play well, that would actually be a dream for the listeners too, probably not to hear us, but rather someone who actually have knows us... what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fair. That's, fair. that's good. Uh, okay, so in California, 
we're allowed to celebrate Halloween both on Halloween and also the Saturday before Halloween. Oh, how so, beneficent uh, of them. Yeah. Was that, a, was that Sunday, a Gavin Newsom Sunday special? Just, yeah, it's the very liberal thing that we are able to do. Um, so on Sunday, actually, Sunday, not Saturday, uh, we're having a Halloween party. Um, family friendly, just having a bunch of families come over um, to our house. We're going to dress up. Kira, me, and Hazel are all dressing up as... Uh, Nicholas Cage, Holly Hunter, and the baby oh, from nice. Raising Arizona. Nice. So, um, Kira will be dressed up as a police officer. I'll have a Hawaiian shirt, and I'm gonna shave my beard into like a mustache and some sideburns. That is um, hilarious. And yeah, are and you gonna then, cut uh, your hair to the same length as Nicholas Cage's? No, because. I'm not that committed to the bit. I would rather save my hair and cut it at a different time. That's fair. Because it's it's taken two and a half years to grow it to this length. I haven't touched. I am like uh, like salmon. Salmon? Wait, Samson. Blake, I've <laughs> oh yes, I've had a- I remember that story. Salmon and Delia, D- Delia. Sam and Delia. <laughs> like, I've had a few to drink already. Um, I I am sorry, but... Uh, Are you toasted? I'm a little toasted. I'm a little toasted. Oh, man. I'm also very embarrassed by uh, calling it Sam and Delia. Um, well, you didn't call yeah. it Delia. I added that part. No. I know, I know uh samson i'm like samson i my strength is in my hair now um but apparently my brain is what is i'm I'm, uh, forfeiting for my strength so Hmm. maybe i do need to cut my hair off so that i can actually think it's not worth raising arizona dude like it's uh yeah no it's not worth a (laughs) halloween costume which y'all were y'all were mario brothers last year right well, I was Mario, and Kira and Hazel were together chain chomp. Because imagine, oh, right. she was pregnant, and she dressed up with her baby bump as chain chomp, which was that's really, right. I thought, was was solid. So, oh. um, that's but yeah, I mean, we'll take we'll take a picture. We'll we'll send it. We'll have it be the the show pick for I don't know something so my my church is doing a trunk or treat on sunday and because we're lazy um that's weird i've that's not halloween well that's because sunday is not halloween um trunk or treat hey i didn't make the rules it's 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 a completely different organization i I don't run the thing is this are they having it i'm sorry i'm sorry that american christianity destroyed community by deciding to have Halloween at a safe place away from the community in which the people live. I'm sorry this has happened, Jameson, but I can't change it. <laughs> Are you also sorry that the candy doesn't have razor blades in it anymore? No, that never happened. You know. 
I think it happened maybe once, and it was because the father, like, like put some shit and pixie sticks and killed his own kids with it. Otherwise, it's never yeah. happened before. <laughs> I was going to say, it probably happened because he was shaving his beard to be more like Nicolas Cage, yeah, and exactly. it accidentally fell into the candy pot. Yeah, exactly. All hell broke loose. So, so my wife was like, uh, you should just open up our trunk for a trunk or treat and then uh, carry around a, a box of diapers with uh, candy in it and you could be a, a worn out parent for Halloween. <laughs> I was like, fair enough. So, Or you could not give out candy from your trunk but you could just give out random junk and then you could be junk in your trunk. That might, that, I'm not sure parents would appreciate me telling their kids <laughs> about that. Well, although you know. it would be fun to play uh, Ice Cubes the Predator while the kids are trunk or treating. That, uh, that would definitely be a vibe. I mean, can you imagine? Trunk or treating to uh, today was a good day. I don't think I can. So well, that's, uh, do, but, do you even you know, know that song? I don't. That's I'm just yes, Andy, in this Blake. I don't actually know Ice Cube's The Predator very well. That's unfortunate. Or even that he had an album called The Predator. Yeah, that's good. So you should listen to it. Is it? On a scale of cultural uh, uh, goodness, is it better or worse than Are We There Yet 2? Much, much better. Oh, okay. It's I was it's just... like it's like his third solo album, so like early nineties. Is when he was still good and he stopped, you know, he wasn't doing shitty movies at that point that was uh was it before or after friday hmm i think it was before it was okay it may have been around the same time as boys in the hood but yeah i don't remember for sure um yeah no it was when he was still good when he was still okay dropping the heat so. Yeah, I you know, I was I was doing a, a little bit of a jab at him, but Oh, he deserves every yeah. bit of it. Oh, okay. the guy's a lunatic now. So Well, aren't we all? I mean, that's like, what that's what money does. Money creates lunacy. Mo money, mo problems. Mo money, mo personalities. So, yeah. Uh so you're gonna dress up as raising Arizona. I'm yes. dressing up as a tired I already parent. have a tattoo. That no, that's true. Goes with it. Nice. Yeah. I like it. My raising Arizona tattoo. That's awesome. Uh, what are y'all actually? Are y'all gonna wear the same thing on Halloween? Are y'all gonna go trick or treating on Halloween? Yeah. So we're not gonna go trick or treating. Um, but we have. The downtown area, which is actually just down the road, we could walk to it, um, is 
doing treat street so the bunch of the businesses kind of open up and um and it's it's essentially business trick-or-treating oh, so it's it's, uh, it's interesting how capitalism has found a way to draw people away from their own communities um hey these are these are mom and pop local businesses in fact you know what right now Blake until they get collier until they get run into the ground or bought up <laughs> you know what one of the businesses and i'm sure they uh is walmart they yeah i'm not are, surprised it's not walmart it's collier's hardware it's your hardware place because it has your name on it uh that is clearly false advertising because my hardware has been nowhere near chico well (laughs) i don't know what you're doing in the heart of downtown chico but you've been there for about 40 years i mean it it checks out I'm almost 40, so it checks out. Do you do you turn 40 next month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blake, what are you doing for the big 4-0? Hopefully not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I've got this big theory that that people worry about their birthdays, like these these milestone birthdays because of the show friends because the friends made a such a big fucking deal about 30 turning 30 and i'm like it's it's another day i'm gonna feel just as much like 39 as i will feel probably when i'm 41 it's just a slow decay into death it's it's fine it it's the way life happens and and it's okay it's okay but 40 is no do you know <laughs> do you know what you want to do as you get older uh yeah less they 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 yes well yeah i mean i would love to not work as much that would be amazing or to find work that i actually enjoy doing that would be ideal i'm not sure that actually exists in the current modern state of of work but if you find it, let me know. Okay, I'll do that. Um, yeah, but less less work, more uh, relationship relational stuff. You know, like hanging out with the kids, the wife, um, your boyfriend, <clears throat> my boyfriend. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. Uh, I told you today that I had an idea for a book, so maybe one day I'll write that yeah yeah try my hand at fiction see how shitty i am at it so what about you well what about you jameson how old are you i let's turn the tables let's turn the microphone on you i'm 36 36 see that doesn't make me feel near as old as some of my friends who are like i'm 25 shut the (laughs) (laughs) yeah i was i was a kid of i was born in the 80s so yeah i don't remember the 80s but i was born i have very few memories of the 80s my memory starts in the early 90s 
I remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that's like my first memory. I remember driving to school when Mysterious Ways was actually playing on the radio because it was a new Mm. song. That's probably my oldest memory. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I can be here to make you feel not as old. Yeah. I appreciate that, Jameson. That's why we're friends. Yeah. Yeah. We work well together. You make me feel less old. And I make you look good because you're not an asshole. Oh, shit. (laughs) I was supposed to... I I was supposed to introduce the movie when I did the intro, and why don't we just introduce it right now? Because uh, I don't know if you know this, we're nearly halfway into this podcast, and we have yet to talk about any movies whatsoever. (laughs) We talked about Bambi. Bambi is a movie. I mean, is it though? Because the only thing I remember is the mother getting gunned down. So really, I think it's more of a poignant, nostalgic meditation on American life. You mean American... Um, uh, death. Death. Yeah. And... and Culture of um, violence, yes. Overtaking the, the wilderness. Yes. Uh, yeah. Manifest destiny. Manifest... But with guns and blood. Yes. (laughs) Um, That is, if you didn't take that away from Bambi when you watched it, I think you need to revisit it and and put on your put on your thinking cap, because uh, clearly it was missing when you were five and you watched Bambi. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Or just don't watch it, because I don't think it's actually that good. One of these days, Blake, I'm going to like choose. I'm going to choose a series of films that just are there to stick a craw in your your side. So I think you mixed your uh, metaphors there, bud. I definitely did. (laughs) Um, You mean uh, maybe I meant like stick a salmon in your craw? That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, that's clearly that's exactly um, what you meant. <clears throat> uh, well, speaking of violence, I think that's a good. I, I think that was a good segue into the movie that we're talking about tonight for our yeah for our ultimate Halloween episode. Because yeah, the what last movie one are we was talking the about? Blake? We're talking about the last broadcast. Oh, that sounds ominous. It is for us. And it's it's about a group of cable access cable TV dudes that go hunt for the Jersey Devil and the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. And you know what? You know what we find out? The movie has nothing to do with the Jersey Devil. Like nothing. You know what else we find out? Speaking about uh, weird parallels between our podcast. That our podcast isn't actually about movies? Uh, we <laughs> we also... Yeah. 
<laughs> we also find out that they are not good at their show. Um, <laughs> so. But the real question is, yeah. were the ones documenting how not good at the show they were good at the show they were making? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I actually okay, I have nice things to say about this movie. I think, but I'm gonna get I think both right of us out, have nice things to say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna get out of the gate and say, was this a good movie? Probably not the level of good. Was it bad? Maybe a little bit better than bad. Yeah. It's not like it's not it has redeeming things to it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm definitely in the uh, the okay territory. Yeah. With and I think you I think you hit the nail on the head when you texted me and said that it has the inverse problem of the McPherson tape. <laughs> it definitely does. And and I think you're spot oh on. Oh my god. It's not it's not any better or any worse than the McPherson tape. It's just differently. I bad. would say it's, it's. I do think it comes out of the wash a tiny, tiny bit better. Like, I would say so I, too, because at least they were aiming I, for something and they were somewhat successful. I would say both movies are trying to be horror. Mm-hmm. This movie has at least, at least one and a half scary ideas to it and mcpherson tape no and i didn't see the end coming you didn't see the end coming Hmm. i didn't see the end coming that's maybe a lie i did have a thought midway through like oh i i think this is gonna be how it ends but i was like i'm not gonna try to ruin it I was watching it with my wife. Who I actually hated have, it. Who hated it. And I have a pretty bad habit of like thinking through what the ending is going to be for movies. Uh-huh. And when I guess it, like it just sucks. So I try to stay quiet when I'm watching something with my Maybe wife. Maybe that's why it's... you fall asleep. Because I'm thinking too hard? No, because you want to avoid guessing correctly. <laughs> And so oh, the only yeah. way you can stop I, yourself is to fall asleep. It's giving myself a handicap. Yeah, when exactly. Movies. Yeah. 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 I think that's yeah. And I'm you, just so you good said at that watching you movies. Fell asleep. I have to give myself a You fell asleep one and a half times during this movie. And that's completely understandable because it's 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 at times it's not the most ex- exhilarating watch. I would say up until the last 10 minutes it is a tedious film to get through. I would say that actually um, it was easier to watch the hour of McPherson tape than it was an hour and 20 minutes of this one. Yeah, yeah. And maybe maybe because I had such low expectations at that point, when the ending comes, I'm like, oh. Not bad. Thank God something happened. Yeah, something happened, and it actually wasn't a bad ending. No. Okay, so, spoilers. If you want to watch this fucking thing, then stop 
you know, the podcast or, or skip it five minutes or something like no, that. You it won't matter. Skip the rest of the podcast because we're going to be going back to this over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. <laughs> but like. <laughs> when he when the filmmaker attacks the uh, the editor or the, the film restoration instructor. Yeah. Film restoration uh, person and wraps her up. And that shot where he's like face to face with her. Yeah. That is so deeply unsettling and effective. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. They're like, they thought about this. Yeah. They really put some energy into making this creepy because like there's, there's almost, I don't know. He's like, he really goes off the rails in the right way at that point. Mm -hmm. And, and even like the final shot. So like from that point on the movie is like good. It like switches on to being good. And even like the final bit of it where he's like repeating this line and like refilming himself doing different in different positions with the camera while the body is laying next to him. It's it's such an effective way to yeah. end the movie. But yeah, getting getting to that point. Uh, tedious. And and so but here's the thing. Like I am not opposed to the art of creating distortion as a means of scare tactic in found footage. But you got to give people something along the way uh, instead of just showing bumbling idiots walking through the woods, which is I think this is part of the reason why I despise Blair Witch Project, because I feel I I find Blair Witch Project to be equally as annoying and uh, boring. Uh, And I, 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 I would almost say the last broadcast wins over the two simply for its ending uh, as opposed to the Blair Witch Project. Um, But I think distorted videotape could be super terrifying if used properly. They just didn't use it properly. All right. Yeah. Let me uh, let me dig into that a little bit. So i i agree it was just kind of some people bumbling through the woods and in in some way too like the the end doesn't really make doesn't shed any extra light on that too so it's not like it's not like any of that is redeemed by the end Mm -hmm. it's just kind of the overall like where it was headed okay this is this is scary um, I I think when you were starting to talk about distortion, I didn't realize you were talking about like the actual like videotape aspect of it, but like the 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 kind of uh, trick aspect of it, or like uh, the the maybe like ambiguous nature mm-hmm. of where this thing is headed. I was thinking that type of distortion. Yeah, and 
And I feel like this this movie has that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seems like the whole setup is a is like a true crime podcast, like it, almost like a true crime podcast yeah. or a true crime documentary that you would see these days. It's it's all set up like that. So uh, you know, so like people who who watch that shit on Netflix will be right at home with this too. Yeah. So it's it's. It's also not any worse than than the average run of the mill stuff too, but but unlike a lot of that run of the mill true crime crap, you actually get a a, a satisfying conclusion. Yeah, and <laughs> and so I'm almost like okay, so so what went wrong? I'm gonna bring up another movie in a second, but like what went wrong? Why do I not feel? like more positively towards this that I do towards another movie that came out this year. Um, let's see if you can guess what I'm thinking of mm. a movie that was tedious and really came through at the end. Oh, Skinnamarink. Skinnamarink. Okay. I don't know. We actually haven't talked about this outside of when you and I saw it at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. and, you had some complicated feelings. I think I told you I fucking loved it. I still really think about it, and oh, I still I, think I, 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 I think about it. it often, which has only made it yeah. more positive in my mind. So, so I guess I'm thinking about this movie in the context of that movie because both of these movies, I would even say, like Skidmarink is probably like even more patience testing. Mm-hmm. Than than this movie easily, uh, but it and the end, it really ratchets up. It's not. It's weird because the end isn't really a twist in Skinnerink. It's not like a twist in the normal sense, but it really like it twists your emotions yeah. in a way. It it twists how you're feeling, your terror, and um. And I feel like that's a better movie. And I'm trying to like on the fly compare the two, compare my feelings for the two. Um, yeah. I so hmm. Well, for me, I was largely taken out of the last broadcast because the acting wasn't terribly good um and it showed a lot of seams like i feel like they could have gotten some people to play the like the sheriff and a few things like that that were a little bit more effective um instead of creepy dudes that look like they probably have really weird films in their closet at their house yeah um i think skinamarie in comparison just doesn't have characters in it like they has humans that walk through the house but they're not really characters the characters are the character is the house mm-hmm. um and so i think it and i and i, I texted you this because i was like there's just a lot of seams in the making of the last broadcast like it was clear they didn't have the money to really pull off their vision 
Like I told you that if if you had a, a bigger budget, better actors, um, maybe a few more special effects or practical effects, you could make a really good quality version of this. And and I actually yeah. I would actually go see a remake of this. Um as long as they didn't go full on CGI bullshit on it. Um because I think there's something there and I think I think they're getting at something. I just don't think they had the the wherewithal to really pull it off. Um whereas Skin and Rank, they what they made that on fifteen thousand dollars, I think. Yeah, I mean it's I think it was like one guy, right? But it, it was, was like of course you can make that on fifteen thousand dollars. But I think the clear I think the delineation is that the guy who directed Skin and Rink had a purpose, had a vision, and knew how to execute it. Whereas I'm not sure I think I think the guys who made last broadcast had the vision. I'm just not sure they actually fully knew how to execute it. Well, I I think too in the case of the last broadcast this movie would have been just as effective and less boring if it was 30 minutes long. Oh yeah. Like you could have done everything this movie accomplished by cutting a whole hour from it. Yeah. And I know that because a lot of the scenes, a lot of the documentary scenes were shown multiple mm-hmm. times. Yep. Like you're just watching the same thing. And you know, and maybe there's a meta commentary on, you know, on this this crazy person who's who's filming this and trying to do the same thing over and over again, but like I doubt it. I don't think that And I think that wasn't I think that there could have been a clever commentary on the true crime subgenre if it had been made today. Yes. Because yeah. I think, <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Haphazardly landed on something that is really annoying about true crime is the repetitiveness of the narratives. Um, yeah. But especially in the world of, of podcasting where yeah. you have to make 10 episodes on yep. an hour's worth of content. Exactly. You know, whereas uh, at that time, true crime and rule was writing books, but that's about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had it in cold blood. Yeah. <laughs> like had come I mean, out. It just wasn't a, a cultural zeitgeist yet. So. Yeah. So you can't give it any credit for that unless you read a commentary back onto it, which, you know, I suppose you could do, but whatever. It's not my thing. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, I think uh, my wife said, like, was this someone's school project? Um, it feels that like was that. her criticism. Yeah, it definitely feels like that. I, I, I think this wins out from McPherson tape because you mentioned seams and i think you're right you can see the seams you can see you can see the what's behind everything yeah and it's not you know it's not foolproof like that but in the mcpherson tape you have 
like almost the seamless nature and then at the one point where they need to like keep you in the movie they're like oh we don't know how to do this and they just like show you behind the curtain yeah and that's so disappointing well, that's so disappointing apparently there's it's not a, even seems it's it's just like since we recorded on on the mcpherson tape i've heard uh positive things about the remake uh i i was gonna say i've heard the remake is better yeah so part of me wants to watch that at some point but uh yeah i i would largely agree i i think i think as a concept mcpherson wins for me but that's because i simply like the fact that it was kind of the first of its kind just showing the footage itself uh nothing else um yes and the I, end I actually was horrid. But. Yeah, I feel like out of now that we're five of these movies in, out of all five of them, McPherson tape really does win out for the most found footage. Yeah. Of I would of say it's the most five. pure like, of found footage. It is. So. It, it has it has such a purity of heart, mm-hmm. and that's. That's I really want to like it because yeah. of that, but I can't yeah. because it's a turd. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm I'm in the same boat. Like I, yeah. as much as I like the technical aspect of it, I would never really enjoy watching it again. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. um, so so, yeah, I uh, I mean, I feel like we always we we always uh, well, I think. Last year, our Halloween episode was probably our easily our best movie of of the of the set, but of the five, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't necessarily say it was a great movie. Um, I think you liked it more I, than I did. Yeah, I think I liked it more than you, but it wasn't it it you know it, for for those who didn't listen to that, you can. But it was uh, we're all going to the World's Fair. Which is good and has an effective, um, eff- effective, like vibe to it, yeah. but it ultimately, like, decides not to be scary. Yeah, it it goes more towards sad at the end. Yeah, and, it's a sad boy um, production. Yeah, and and that's and that's fine. And you know, I think I think it was meant to be its own thing and it does have actual, you know, kind of terrifying moments. Oh yeah. But um but yeah, it it you know, it decides to not to kind of leave the horror genre behind. Basically what I, basically yeah. what I'm getting at is is next year we promise to actually try to get an actual scary movie for Halloween. Um, because I think we've failed two years in a row. <laughs> now, yeah, now, if, if this only was we a had short film, it would have been scary. If only, if only we had done Ghost Watch for our last one. Yeah, kill but it. we chose to do it in do chronological it order through the t- in chronological order. Yeah, yeah. so. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I think this is this is okay. It's it's okay. 
I would rather watch it again than I would McPherson tape, even though I think McPherson tape is is more interesting, like technically. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, this I think is a good like maybe parting question for us after watching these five pre Blair Witch found footage films what first off what is it about found footage that has captured the zeitgeist and two is it actually very good as a subgenre is is it worth it yeah is it worth it i'll let you answer first okay okay i think i'm gonna you might think of this as a bit of a cop-out but i actually think this is true um and it it's weird because it becomes less true in in some ways but i think what makes found footage resonate so much is how cheap it is. I really think that there's something to that. And I don't mean that necessarily as a bad thing. Like, okay, so it's, it's cheap for studios to make and make a big turnaround. Like we saw that with, um, with paranormal activity, Mm -hmm. right? Um, I mean, skin and ring, but, like skin and marine yeah i mean it brought that's brought a shit ton of cash home i mean (laughs) yeah it did and it like it played in my multiplex so like it you know it it made it um that was is skin marine found footage no but i would say it's cheap no (laughs) it's it's cheap yeah (laughs) i think i think there is something that fascinates us about the cheapness um, because it really feels resonant that like anything could be on this tape. Yeah. Like it wasn't, it wasn't engineered even though it was like, I think we buy the idea that it wasn't engineered by a, um, a panel of people to make you feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so there is there is risk involved. And I think that appeals. Yeah. I really do. And yeah, it gets complicated when you're on like um, you know, paranormal activity 20. Yeah. And you're like what this is, you know, this is clearly like someone is making money off of this. Yeah. This isn't like a cheap venture at this at this point. But um, but there is a, an unexpected quality to found footage, and I think it comes in the fact that it's just so nimble. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. nimble in its cost. It's nimble in how you make it. And very few genres of film are allowed to do that. And it's, um, and it's somewhat expected that 
if you get too good of actors, it kills the whole feeling of it. And so yeah. it needs to be almost non-actor actors, like people that are either new to acting or or are not as tested actors. Mm-hmm. Um, it works better that way because it feels more realistic, more like stunted. Which is, these are all terms that you would say were negatives for most films. But because of the nature of found footage, it is, these are actually, these are actually good things. Because it, it actually brings you more into the vibe of the movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think, like, I, I guess I have this, like, devil version of Thad on my shoulder saying like you're just explaining laziness yeah, exactly. like you're just putting yeah. fancy words over laziness and he's and he's and not wrong not completely he's wrong. not wrong <laughs> I, he's wrong let's not let's yeah. not get that yeah get that wrong he's wrong but he's you know i think i think it is our job to like wrestle with that yeah. like there are bad found footage films out there mm-hmm. and it's very easy to make a bad found footage film yeah but i also think there's a nimbleness to it that is both exciting and also allows extra ideas that don't that aren't overcooked into the mix yeah so and so so is it worth it give me a hundred found footage movies. Ninety nine of them are duds. One of them is good. It's worth it. Okay. And I think that's what we. I think that's. I think that's what we have. I think there are. One or two good found footage movies. There's a lot of shit out there. Yeah. It is worth it though. Okay. Hmm. Okay. I would say that uh, that that I agree on the resonance. Uh, found footage i i think what resonates specifically for me and i'm a bit of a navel gazer when it comes to this kind of stuff but but i would say that that for me what is so fascinating about found footage is that that certain unknown quality to to home videos where you watch it and you're in you notice stuff that you you never noticed in the moment like in that space or you notice something weird in the background of a tape or or something like that like basically this concept of seeing abnormalities in reality Mm -hmm. and and being able to replay it and say do you remember that person like do you know that person (laughs) who who is that you know uh, and 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 that weird the weirdness factor um i i mean us coming from the 80s we all i assume you had some home videos, some entertainment yeah. or some uh some background with vhs tapes like recording shit and recording home videos and crap like that <clears throat> i i have recollections of like watching stuff that was recorded and being like i don't remember that like <laughs> It's 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 the uh, uncanniness 
of mm-hmm. of recordings life and then being able to watch it and notice all the things that you didn't notice when it was being recorded and i think there's something to that that fits perfectly with horror and the 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 fact that whenever you are recording something you're not always aware of it but there may be weird shit happening in the background and Mm. that to me is terrifying um yeah to to be in that space to have something recording that whole event whatever it is having weird shit happen in the background that you're not aware of until you watch it a year later (laughs) you know it's that's unnerving and I think that's the kind of stuff that resonates with me, at least for found footage, is the is that uncanniness. Um, <clears throat> and and I think that I think that can like coalesce with my idea too mm-hmm. yeah. of like found footage being nimble enough to let like risky ideas in yeah. can lend to making that more believable too. Yeah. And um, and I think you're you're spot on like the uncanniness and the the creepiness of of memory and false memory and mm-hmm. memory versus uh, recording. Yeah. So when I and and so part of me like I. I vibe with the, uh, the, yeah, you know, as long as there's one or two decent versions of it out there, like, yeah, sure, it's worth it. I'm not sure I can fully pull the trigger on that. I, I'm, I'm of the mind, and this may just be me getting older and being, becoming more cynical, but <sighs> this is just the nature of subgenres, period. And it's not, it's not so much a critique of, found footage alone but any interesting or fascinating kind of like subgenre that that kind of comes into being is once it becomes profitable any of its fascination or its uniqueness automatically becomes watered down by the machine because part of the beauty of cheap filmmaking that is well done is that people are thriving within constraint. Uh, and, and whenever you're given a massive budget, as we've seen with the likes of like Richard Kelly, <laughs> sometimes you get a little a little ahead of yourself. And you kind of maybe expand your ideas a little bit too far for one movie. Uh, God bless his soul. I love him to death. I love his movies to death. But but I, the criticism, it's hard to disagree with. <laughs> so um, I, think, I think the beauty of these initial found footage films is that they're, these people were doing something so abnormal and so unique that they were like no we have to recognize that this is this is the gimmick and we have to do our best to work within that constraint and to do some weird shit with it 
And I think that is really freaking cool. But the but like you said, with paranormal activity number twenty, the more money it's thrown at it, <laughs> the less effective it becomes. <laughs> and the more watered down it feels, and the more kind of just blah it becomes. Uh and that saddens me. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, like I think I think we're on like VHS fifteen or yeah, whatever. Unfortunately, yeah. and and you know I, I I've watched a couple of the more recent VHSs, and the one nice thing about them is that they're these short films, and so you do get to sometimes see like mm-hmm. an indie filmmaker kind of throw their batshit idea at the yeah. wall, but. Um, but yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I do... I guess I do think... I do think found footage... Maybe what I hope for is that found footage is just still so nimble that the the people who feel constrained might still be able to find an outlet in this thing. Yeah. And and in the future we still might have a couple masterpieces mm-hmm. of the found footage genre and and the cinema genre, you know, yeah. just in general um that come through this. Obviously, I'm not, you know, putting all my eggs in that basket. You've got like, you know, I think Skinamarink was a great horror movie that came out this year and i Um, and i and i think it stands apart from just about every other horror film yeah and that was a very unique thing and it was made you know inside constraints like you said and it wasn't using the found footage you know uh i have heard good things about um the outwaters yeah i've heard good things about it too I, i i haven't seen that yet i do want to kind of catch that and I actually do think that might have found footage ness mm-hmm. to it. Um, uh, but again, you know, both of these movies came out this year made with constraints. So I think it resonates with with what you're saying. Um, I think I think yeah. Skinamarink has has the potential of not becoming its own subgenre uh, because it's it's so niche. I call it post-humanist horror. Like, it finds a way to do horror without people. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and it... and I'm sorry, but most people struggle with stories where they can't relate to the people. <laughs> so, yeah, and I... that's why I'm like, yay, Skinner Inc. It's its own thing. And it's probably not going to be copied anytime real soon. <laughs> <laughs> I also think that like Skinnamarink impressed the right people yeah. and everyone else hated it. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's like part of its problem too is that like I mean I I don't think everyone hated it. Like you and I, you know, we're we're part of the 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 average we're part of the the unpaid film critics 
yeah, yeah unpaid yeah. film critics. Mm-hmm. We're not the important people to impress, and we both liked it. Uh, and I, I'll never forget, you know, I saw it in theater, and there was this couple that looked like they were on a date, and five minutes before it ended, they were like, the girl was sobbing, and they had to leave. So, like, it was effective for other people. I don't know if they liked yeah. it because of that, but, like, it it worked. Um, and so I, I think for some people, it, it, it does still resonate, but it also, like, I think its IMDb rating is, like, less than five, which I... I, I think it's probably the only great film that I can think of that has such a low IMDb yeah. score. Not that I put a lot of stock into that, but like, you know. It's better to put stock gen- into IMDb than it is some of the other rating sites. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's at least like kind of a general consensus of. Because you seldom see movies with people. anything above 1.8. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh. But anyway, uh, yeah, if you're looking for a, a scary movie, try to watch Skinnamarink, but turn off all the lights. Like, yeah, to where the it, only lights are the TV screen. It's it's one of those movies that you have to believe works yeah. and it will work, mm-hmm. which is actually kind of a fascinating thing. But uh, if you don't believe it, it probably won't work for you. So, and don't you dare call it elevated horror, because I will <laughs> kick your ass. I'm glad. I am so happy that A24 did not pick it up. I could not be more happy that this was not that Skin of Marink was not an A24 film. You know what I was thinking <laughs> about. Uh, I was thinking about A24 and I was thinking like um, not specifically A24, but I was thinking our 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 favorite filmmaker to to shit on in this podcast, uh, Ari Aster. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about his first movie, which I liked, Hereditary. And there's like this scene, this famous, famous scene in Hereditary with this this visceral violence to it. Mm hmm. And also uh, happened to be the point at which the film completely fell apart for me, even though the scene was great. It's it's a great scene. But I was like, I was thinking how. If you ask people like, oh, it's this super memorable scene where this this surprising horror that that has so so much kinetic energy Mm -hmm. to it happens. And I was watching the final destination movies with Kira. I, we watched final destination two mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, we've already had kinetic horror like this. Yeah. Like this was a thing well before Ari Aster used it, mm-hmm. you know? And, oh, yeah. um, and so I was just kind of surprised that like, I don't know, we can kind of create these mythologies of these movies like oh that's such a shocking scene nothing like that has ever happened before but like you know no one remembers all of the deaths in in final destination but each one is just as visceral just as Mm -hmm. shocking and surprising 
as as this like high point of this movie uh again i actually liked hereditary i don't have i don't want to sit here and like shit on it uh i I I actually don't mind doing that but yeah i i could shit on other uh his his other movie uh but like um yeah, I was just I thinking like, about that. I like anyway. that you didn't even you, you didn't even uh, deem that there was a third film. I I, I appreciate I haven't, that. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen just it his other film really, because I, that whatever that other thing was is not film. <laughs> I just decided. I think I decided this year. I was like, oh, our our interests diverge. He wants to make movies in this way, and I'm not interested in watching it. So like. I, I don't need to watch it. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I guess that was just to bring up the, the Final Destination movies and say they're still kind of fun. I loved the Final Destination movies. At least until, like, three or four. And then it started jumping the shark a little bit. But the first one I, I absolutely adored. Well, the second one... The second one uh, is The Logs. Talk- the log truck the logs yeah. that's that's the one that everybody remembers yeah the log truck so i remember that and wasn't there like an elevator kill or something like that in it yes yes i remember yes. that so those are the two parts of that one i remember but the other kill that i remember um and this has just made me afraid of car accidents is the airbag kill oh so um like this person survives a uh, a car accident and this like sharp tube comes right behind her head and she's like oh but she's stuck because this log is like on her lap and then the airbag goes off and it shoves her head oh my god and it's just brutal yeah uh i think i kira and i watched that she had never seen a final destination movie and we watched it and I explained it as, um, what if you had a horror movie where Rube Goldberg was the bad guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the Final Destination films. So that's that's interesting that you you would have picked the Final Destination films when it, there would be a little bit more on the nose pick in Saw. But it's yeah. on, it's on the nose, so I appreciate the final destination pick. Yeah, yeah. the The beauty of Final Destination, though, is that it's it, the it it does that with the old school like tragic uh, Deus Machina idea. It's this. It's mm. it's something. It's it's the divine. It's it's death. That it's death. If yeah. you cheat death. It's it's actually super fatalistic if you watch those films. Super. Fatalistic. Oh yeah. Um, where you're going, you were supposed to die, and somehow you escaped it, but you still have to die, <laughs> and death will come yeah. for you. <laughs> you're still you're still on the rails. Yeah. You just took a long path. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think there's there's a lot of philosophical directions you could take that that whole series of films. Yeah. But that is beside the point. Last broadcast. It's fine. 
it's okay. Uh, give me your quick quick ranking of these five. Uh, <clears throat> no, that's super easy. Ghostwatch number one, Man Bites Dog number two. Um, I'm gonna go with Cannibal Holocaust three. Um, last broadcast four, McPherson tape five, and it pains me that that's five and not four, but I have to. I I, I just have to. Uh, that is the same exact ranking that I Somehow was I knew that we were going to end up with the same ranking because I uh, feel like yeah. we both had the same sentiments about each of these movies. <laughs> yeah. No. Same ranking. Yeah. Exact same ranking. Yeah, it's a... It's, it was an interesting exercise. I, I'm, I'm going to say yeah. that. I, I think that this one was possibly more successful than last year like oh i think it was way more were, successful than last year were better yeah. just in general and then uh i i i thought the idea was was solid yeah so good job and we Thanks, got to watch Blake. ghost watch I appreciate again. this so oh yeah it's when yeah all right well um i know you gotta get to sleep i know i gotta get to sleep and I guess this is the time for us to say happy Halloween. Oh yeah, happy Halloween. Bye. I hope you're uh, eating lots of candy. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>